Freeing yourself was one thing. Claiming ownership of that freed self was another. Toni Morrison. Last week when I found out that Toni Morrison had passed away, rest in peace, I was shocked and I was hurt. And I think the last time that a celebrity death really affected me like this was either Mac Miller or Whitney Houston, where it just kind of came out of left field. The reason why I wanted to start with that quote from her is not only to honor her legacy, but also to segue into talking about my book. One of the central themes in this book is agency, and you will hear that a lot as you read Chaos and Magic. Agency, agency, agency. The reason why I continue to reemphasize that is because I feel like oftentimes black women don't have agency over our lives, especially black women who are in our 20s and who are just starting to figure this thing out. Another moment that I really appreciate that we got from Toni Morrison was when she was being interviewed by a white interviewer who asked her, why do you only write black stories? And Toni Morrison retorted, you wouldn't ask a white writer why they only write white stories. And I really appreciated that moment from her because I feel like oftentimes black writers are policed when we want to tell our stories because we know no one else is going to do that for us. In today's episode, which I've titled, I Want It To Be Regal, I am going to use music and my book to talk about agency. Let's take a passing period into the next segment. I don't really, I don't really see if uh, if you if people like you know good song music and good traditional um, traditional singing, then I don't really see uh, how people have slept on us for so long. You know, this is Charlie Taylor. I met him when I was interning at Cage Bird Magazine. And I invited him onto the podcast so that he could talk about Emily Sandé because if you haven't already been privy to her music, Emily Sandé just has this, she has this power in her voice and that's really what's drawn me to her. The emotional range is unmatched. So the fact that she can do in, in an album or in an EP, that she can do something where there's just, you can feel the pain if, it, if, it, if it's a sad song or something like that, you can feel the pain and you can really empathize. But when there's something like Shine or uh, Highs and Lows, you can you can feel the joy. And I think that's just what makes her one of my favorite artists of this generation especially. So are you excited for the new album? Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah, no idea, honestly. Um, Since this is Rebel Radio... I thought it would behoove me to give a musical shout out to my girl across the pond. And speaking of traveling, we're also going to be doing a little bit of time traveling on today's episode. That, my friends, is the sound of a paintbrush, which means it's time for Art Echo. On the coast of Lake Serene, Zola felt a dark aura around her, and it was chilling. Before Zola could even collect her thoughts, she heard a thump. 
And if these events weren't already strange enough, there was a huge quake that followed it, as if a hefty object had fallen from the sky. Only two things could make a quake like that, Zola said to herself. A large bird or a human. Although her instincts advised against it, Zola followed the trail into the forest. After a while, the forest ended and the main road began. Zola searched for mud tracks or other clues, but there were none. At least not about the mysterious bird boy. Alas, in the distance, she found a clue to something much more dangerous. <gasps> when Zola identified the two orange blobs, she immediately took cover. What's that light? Zola heard from behind the tree. The orange stripes were headed in her direction, so she tried to recall the camouflage spell that Lana had just taught her. Weeks ago, Zola's full power had arrived, but she was no good at using it. You cannot let your emotions overtake you, else you'll never learn how to use your power, Nez had told Zola. While she tried to slow her beating heart, Zola recognized his outline. When she did, she blew out her light. The last thing Zola needed was a blast from her past. Aloof, she finally said, remembering the spell. I know I saw a light this way, Vera stated assuredly. It's probably one of these Rari renegades doing a demonstration to defy our king. When Officer Vera said this, Nez had the strangest inkling. Surely... This can't be Zola, he thought to himself. She was headstrong and a little naive, but he didn't think Zola would be this defiant. Then again, she had never played by the rules. Vera had his hand just inches away from Zola's arm when the clock tower chimed. Captain Curry will wonder where we're at, Ned said. He'll forgive us when he sees we found a spy, Vera replied, peering around the tree. Right as he was doing so, Zola's spell activated. It was a crisis spell, so it responded to fear. Renegades in Afro-America are societal outliers. The reason why I characterize Zola this way is because I feel like Black women in our 20s have to break the mold that was set for us. Finding yourself is scary. Realizing your power is scary, and at the beginning you heard that she just got these powers because she turned 23, but she's no good at using them. And really, that goes back to what I was saying in the very beginning of this episode about agency. In order to establish her womanly voice, as I like to call it, Zola will have to go on the journey into self. So there's a lot of shameless promo in this episode, so why stop there? Why don't I continuously, shamelessly promote my art? For today's 3 Under 3, I am going to talk about three times I've referenced my book, and you probably didn't miss it. Number three, Bullseye. So this one was kind of a dead giveaway. If you didn't catch that, you weren't listening, and I know you were listening. Wait patiently, cause you can buy my book when it drops, you gotta cop that. 
Number two, queen, which is spelled Q.U.E.E.N, just in case you're looking for it on SoundCloud, which I know you will be. This one was a little bit more subtle because if you're not familiar with chaos and magic, you're probably wondering, who's Zola? Why does she keep saying that? You could call me Zola because I only bring you peace. You could call me Bill, but please don't be my beast. Be a galaxy, filling up my space. Make these crescent moons sit and they rifle. So Zola is a Zulu word for peace. And the reason why I chose to name my main character Zola is that one of my ex-boyfriends asked me what I wanted out of relationships and I told him peace. And the number one spot also goes to Queen, but another verse on the song. And the reason why I put this at the number one spot is because I feel like it's the most subtle reference i hope you take the high road that leads the way to me i hope that when i meet you that it's in serenity so in life when you take the high road it's essentially just kind of swallowing your pride and choosing not to indulge in pettiness but in serenity which is where zola lives it's an actual role because when you live in serenity i.e when you live in peace you are bound to take the high road oh my god as i was writing a script for this episode i was like oh my god that makes so much sense but anyway back to the topic actually forgot it okay i'm not i'm not gonna do it thank you for indulging me in my stream of consciousness and i hope that you will buy chaos and magic when it drops in a year that i have not decided yet 